Oh. I'm gonna be loopy. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired. tired. Good. I'm a tired boy. Good, I like. <laughs> I'm a tired fun. boy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast, the official show of This Is My Bourbon Shop, where we talk about what makes bourbon the spirit of Kentucky. My name is Perry. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us tonight or today, whenever you're actually listening to it. I don't know what you do. Uh, And with me this week are the home base co-hosts, Conrad and Chaney. Whoa. Hey. (laughs) Those are our last names. Doesn't it sound like a campaign team, though? It does. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about that earlier, and I was like... 2020. Conrad Chaney. Conrad Chaney. So, we're so happy that you guys are are here with us tonight. Again, I don't know if it's tonight for you or not. Um, Just treat it it like a concert, and we're just... Everything's tonight. (laughs) Everything's tonight. (laughs) It's like when... It's four o'clock in the day. Las Vegas, are you ready? Well, it's it's always like when those concerts, the artists are like... This is the best town. This is the best crowd I've ever had. <laughs> I love Cleveland. Yeah, I love like, Cleveland. No one really like, does. No, no. Like you're just making it that smells up. weird here. Yeah. You're just saying it to. You're uh, big for no reason. People from Cleveland don't like Cleveland. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Their football team doesn't like Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so we are going to uh, before we hop into what we're drinking. There are a couple of uh, big. Uh, news stories that dropped in the past couple of days in the world of bourbon. Hot uh, bourbon news. Yeah, hot scoops. <laughs> uh, the first being the new release in the Jim Beam series, the Distiller's Cut, uh, which we actually have poured in our, in our what glasses do you know? right now. Um, so before we get into the news, let's uh, say cheers, boys. Salute. Salute. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. So Jim Beam Distiller's Cut is a hundred proof, uh, five to six year old bourbon, uh, making it at least a year older than regular regular old Jim Beam, and a whole twenty proofage points higher um, than basic Jim Beam. Um, it is a limited release. Uh, we're not really sure what the distribution is going to be like just yet, but it is already out in Kentucky, or in certain parts of Kentucky. I picked this up on Sunday before I even knew that it was really a thing. And I was like, I think I need to try this. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 it's also um, non-chill filtered. So all of the like fatty acids and everything that come out of the barrel um, with the bourbon are still in come there. Come with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll i be real honest. Well, fatty acid packed yeah. in. <laughs> love, love that fatty <laughs> acid. That, that, that lovable fatty acid taste. <laughs> right here in the bottle. Um, I, Can we get some uh, bourbon glitter? That? Yeah, no. Actually, this they uh, I read a whole little press release, um, and they said that they were actually take like made sure to check, take out the chunks of barrel. Oh, okay. Um, before they they, how so, kind of them? Yes. <laughs> Leave the fatty acid. Yeah, we'll take the barrel. <laughs> take out take for the wood out for me. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, all bourbon goes through filtering, 
Mm. Regardless, this is just, you know, um, more of a, I mean, it's, it's non-chill filtered. So, you know, all the kind of little leftovers and you can see more of, um, the actual fatty acids in the, in the bourbon, uh, when you add ice or when you chill it just kind of in general. Um, so you can't really tell just by drinking it neat that it's all in there. <laughs> I thought but, you were going to say by looking at it, you yeah, can tell and well, I was going to be amazed. Really t- yeah. You can't really tell by, by no, looking at it too much either. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you guys think? <laughs> looking for a watermark, Kurt? <laughs> this is audio medium, but he's, holding, looking, it he's holding it up to light like it's national treasure and there's clues in the money. By the way, we have, was. We, we have moved uh, recording venues to the, oh, yeah. to the office. Uh, we're no longer sitting in the living room. Um, <laughs> so it's a little bit tighter in here, but you know what? I like it. Yeah. I feel, I, I'm not going to call it a man cave because I hate that term. But I hate the term plus... Not, not really a not cave. Really a not a cave, cave at all. Yeah, it's got a window. <laughs> anyway, so what do you guys think about it? I'm going to sip it again. Okay, go for it. Kurt? Uh, I I honestly think it's sort of similar to Jim Bean Black. Mm-hmm. I think it's very similar to Jim Bean Black. Yeah. I think they, they're trying to sell it as something different. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. Well, it's, uh, it's higher proof than, than yeah. Jim Bean Black is. But I, I guess now, since they took the age statement off of the the black label um it could be that it's aged the the same amount of time yeah um yeah i definitely see it as being similar in profile but i i just like this better than jim beam white label in general Mm -hmm. you know i mean it 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 to me is what i always wanted jim beam to be um and everything that it was kind of cracked up to be Mm. um but just kind of amped up a little bit but what do you think tanner is interesting because I is a very crisp bourbon, which is a weird mm-hmm. descriptor to use for a bourbon. Yeah. But it's very in and out. It's not it's not a lingering bourbon. It just it just hits and it's gone. And I actually really admire that. I don't I've had Jim Beam White and Jim Beam Black, but I don't know their flavor profiles so well that I'm like, Oh, this is totally Jim Beam Black. Mm-hmm. I believe you guys. Um but I <laughs> I personally the baby bourbon boy. Yeah, again, I'm the baby bourbon boy, so I, I, I personally can't identify that, oh, this is just a, a souped-up Jimmy Black. But I enjoy it. I think it's a a nice, casual drinking bourbon. It is it is not a bourbon that I wince at, if that makes sense. Like it is, sure. Yeah, I mean, It's very not, easy to drink. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of heat on it for, for being sure. a underproof. I, I mean, I, I've been kind of raving about it for the past few days. And I enjoy it. People, yeah, yeah like telling, telling people to go grab a bottle if they can find it. And how it much anywhere. is it? It runs for about twenty twenty two dollars. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's people, the right price range. When it when it first was announced back in late spring, early summer, um, people were going, "Oh, well, it's going to be like forty fifty dollars, mm. and it's going to mm. sit on the shelf, kind of like the single barrel or the signature craft or whatever has for for the past few years, and nobody's bought it." But I mean, I I bought it for twenty two dollars on Sunday, and I had like two sips, and I was like. I'm going to go ahead and go get another bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's very competitive. Yeah. It's very good. I dig that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to, to find a, a non-chill filtered bourbon at that price point, too, I don't think there's any other brands out there that have one that cheap. No, not that cheap. Um, that are That's also NCF. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of it. Um, so moral of the story, go find your bottle if you can. 
Um, yeah, that's really competitive. I was expecting, honestly, 45. 40, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm actually way more a fan of it now. <laughs> Same. And I, I liked it before, but I, wow, yeah. that's a really competitive price. Well, that's yeah. what I was hoping because it does taste similar to Jim Bean Black, except the higher proof, it has more of that hit, I think. Uh, and so I, mean, I was expecting, you know, they're going to, you know, put it at 40 bucks and yeah. try to get it out of you a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the fact that it's 22, like, I'd buy that all immediately. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, I mean, I it, it took me a, a couple seconds to really figure out whether or not I wanted it. But, you know, I kind of looked at it and I was like, this is this is something new. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought you know, maybe it's, um, it wasn't Distiller's Masterpiece because the Distiller's Masterpiece bottle is really, really pretty. Um, and I thought maybe it was Devil's Cut repurposed or, or yeah. whatever. And I read up on it just a little bit. And as soon as I saw 100 Proof, five to six years non-chill filtered, I was like, this needs to go home with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, great bottle of bourbon, um, especially for $22. Uh, the other big piece of news, and Kurt, you're going to be real happy about this. Okay. Um, $17.92 announced, hey, love it. announced today um, that they're going to be releasing a bottled and bond expression next no month way. yeah interesting that's gonna yeah. be awesome i am really and when really are they excited. supposed to uh, i it, it's either gonna be in the next couple of weeks or at the very beginning of, of december well, let's find it yes yeah. <laughs> no, for those I, at home 1792 is my fa- one of my favorite bourbons yeah it's and not, i drink it a lot yeah. now because you introduced it to yeah. me yeah I mean, it, it's just, it's a very good uh, kind one of my value. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's one a good of my middle of the road, perfect value. Burdens. Definitely, yes, definitely. Um, and we've uh, we've had the small batch. The have you had the single barrel? Mm-hmm. Uh, single barrel is real good. Foolproof is fantastic. Um, I've got a bottle of the two hundred twenty fifth anniversary up there, which I think you've tried. I've tried that. Yeah. I don't know if you've actually had I it, Tanner. Maybe we'll get it down for you here in a second. See if you want to, <laughs> uh, if you want to give it a little shot. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is like uh, that's pretty big news for um, for a label like Seventeen Ninety Two that's kind of prided themselves on their small batch release just being their their flagship product. And I mean, they've had some uh, some other stuff come out recently, like the. Um, the high rye and the uh, foolproof and the sweet wheat. Um, hmm. <laughs> sweet wheat. Yeah, that's fun to say. <laughs> um, that have extended the the brand a little bit. But uh, I, I think Bottled and Bond was the next logical step for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have high hopes for it. I think it'll be pretty decent. But, sure. you know, we'll do we'll do a, if we can find it, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to. Um We'll save that for a review. Yeah. On the show. Yeah, that'd be fun. Cool. Uh, guys, I forgot to ask you how y'all been doing. <laughs> been been good, been busy. Yeah. yeah. Good and busy. Yep. My my two mainstays now at this point. Good and busy. Yeah. Yep. Need that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> good and busy, busy and good. Working hard or hardly working. Yeah. So. Yeah. The life of a designer. Yeah, exactly. In a nutshell. <laughs> So, it's definitely uh, not for the money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do it for the passion. Yep. So speaking of design, we were a little bit uh, heavy-handed, I guess, last last time that we were all True. together. So I wanted to, uh, this week, kind of lighten it up a little bit mm. um, and talk some about Kentucky's distilleries um, and what our favorites are. Now, out of the three of us, 
<laughs> Who's been to the most? Is it you? No, probably you. Yeah, I'm going to assume Perry. No, I, I, I actually haven't been to... Like, I've been on campuses more, okay. but I haven't actually done, like, the oh, tours and maybe and everything. Oh, okay. yeah. I've toured... Yeah, what have you done? Six or seven. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you got it. I've actually only toured, like... Because you almost did... Did you do the three. whole bourbon trail? We haven't done the whole bourbon trail yet. We've, we sort of got sidetracked when it got cold, and now it's cold <laughs> again. Uh, but we're eventually going to do it. we got to get the shirt. There are only a couple places, and they're all the closest ones. So we did all the sort of outlier ones and can knock those all on. So day. that includes mm-hmm. what? The ones I remember going to, I think it's six. Uh, Bullet, Makers, Jim Beam, Heaven Hill. Wild Turkey? Not Wild Turkey yet. Four Roses, no. Yes, Wild Turkey, not Four Roses. Oh, okay. And then... Town Branch? No. Oh, yeah, because I told you not to go. Yeah. <laughs> Woodford? No. Oh, okay, so there are two Heaven Hill distilleries. There's, mm-hmm. like, the big one, and then there's, like, that shop one in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And that was the other one I've done, so that's six. Okay, cool. And you've done... I've done Wild Turkey, uh, Woodford, Maker's... I believe that Buffalo Trace. Okay, cool. Um, as far as like being on campuses, I've been to. I've been to more than I've actually toured, mm-hmm. um, but I've done as far as touring goes. Trace, Maker's Mark, and shoot. Oh it oh it was a uh, oh Angels Envy. Oh, Angel interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Angel's Envy was a lot of fun. That was a really, really cool trip. Um, so for those of you who don't know, the, the Bourbon Trail is basically just uh, a fun way to experience all the distilleries in Kentucky. And at the very end of it, if you filled up your your passport, yes. quote unquote, yeah. uh, you get a t-shirt um, and you get to brag to all your friends. Yeah. About, yeah. <laughs> it's weird the yeah. ones that are and aren't included, though. Like, there are some that... Like, um, I think it's either Town Branch or Four Roses isn't on the trail. Mm. It's also... And Heaven Hill's on there twice. I think yeah. Town Branch isn't on there. Which is strange. And Willett's not on there either. Willett's not on there. Buffalo yeah. Trace isn't on there either. Right. Which you would think... It used to be on there. That's but right. Buffalo Trace just, yeah. uh, I believe it was this year, decided, hey, we don't need to do it. Mm. Or we don't want to do it. It's really bizarre. I think it's more that... It probably costs money to be I on the membership. membership. Yes, it's sure. a membership. So, and Buffalo Trace has um, like their basic tour is just free. So I think like you know if they're trying to keep up with the the actual Bourbon Trail, um, you know they didn't want to charge people for right. Mm. So I mean that 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 makes sense to me that they here's decided my thing about Trail. It. I really love the things I did. I learned a lot. I wish they would kind of talk to each other. Because you it's get, all the same you get thing. the same tour yeah. every time. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Like so that, that that gets a little repetitive, and that's honestly one of the reasons we stopped is because we heard the same six points a bunch of times. Yeah. So we took half a year off. You always get you always get the questions of like, well, what's the minimum age for bourbon? Uh, Percentage of corn. Yeah. yeah. Like it, all I, that. Kind well, of when, stuff. where can you make bourbon? Yeah. You know. As far as the educational standpoint, I I agree. Yeah. Uh, but when. Each one has their own special point or unique. Oh yeah, they, everybody has art. their own flavor. Like they have 
that special tour guide or right. or something like makers that. gives you the label like, yeah things like that uh, yeah and those are and cool you those are the cool mementos makers right and too. that's why you're there yeah. like but, i would rather learn more about the history than how bourbon gets made yeah basically sure mm-hmm. sure but you know places like uh buffalo trace have tours where you can go deeper into that oh, cool. and where they become more of seminars um than they necessarily do just kind of the casual like oh this is where we store the, these yeah. barrels that become yeah. pappy and uh right. exactly. you know, all that stuff yeah. um and and you know speaking of pappy on the buffalo trace tour without fail somebody will go where's the pappy <laughs> <laughs> and they're like just why yeah. like are you are you trying to steal it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would tell you. Somebody did that already, and and they're in a lot of trouble now. Right. And we don't get that pappy. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, I was listening to the Bourbon Daily the other day, and um, they were talking about whether or not pappy is good for for bourbon. Mm. Um, and one of the people that was on there, um, or that were on there rather, uh, brought up the the whole. Um, Pappy Gate, yeah. whatever cutesy term they had for it, mm-hmm. um, and they were saying, "Well, why do, why don't they sell that? You know, or auction it off or something?" Because they'd come out and said, "Well, we're probably going to destroy the destroy the bourbon was in there because we don't know if it's been tampered with or not." Yeah. Why wouldn't you sell it? I mean, it, it's not like if if you if you auction it off for fifteen thousand dollars, nobody's going to drink that. You know, it's mm. a cool piece of history to have i mean even if they put a little hang tag on it that said evidence right or do not drink yeah exactly um i just don't i don't understand why they they haven't probably more of a pr nightmare than it's worth more than likely sure but i still think that um you know from from just kind of a i I can't think of the word it'd be cool for them it would be cool but i think a bourbon enthusiast, you're like, yeah, yeah. Like, but I awesome. think the risk there is that they are um, glorifying the theft of Pappy because yeah. it's like this sure. is worth more money now because it was stolen and we sure. got it back. So then people are like, oh, well, oh, you're happens? you're endorsing me to steal this. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go steal some more and give it back to you, and you make it much more money. Like yeah. I, I, I think it is a slippery slope, and I get why they didn't do it. Sure. Yeah, I, I get that too. But I think that they are kind of missing out on an opportunity to capitalize on their misfortunes. Maybe. You know. But that's a whole another conversation for yeah. for another time. Anyway. Um, yeah, I do agree that I wish that they would kind of break things up a little bit more throughout the. Um, but I, I think that like, Maker's Mark does a pretty good job of talking about their history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they kind of, like, all, all of these distilleries kind of have this notion of, well, one of two things is happening. You either come here because you know enough about our, our company and you've read up on the history of it and we're just going to tell you about how we make it, or you're going to come here, be really interested in it, and then go back home right. and get on our Wikipedia page and, mm. and read about our history and everything. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it would be really cool, you know, in a hundred years from now, if somebody dressed as Bill Samuels, right. like Maker's <laughs> Mark comes out and they're like, oh, this is a family recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like they do with, like, Ben Franklin and... Uh, mm, right. Or Colonel <laughs> Sanders. Or Colonel Sanders. what I was thinking yeah. of. Um, yeah, I think, like, I think that Makers and Jim both do a good job. It seems like the places with more history know how to talk about it. It's a place like Bullet that really struggles 
because they don't have as much history. Yeah, they're such a new company. Right. Like, even to... though there was a distillery there and they kind of talk about what it was before it was Bullet, they they kind of struggle with the, oh, snap, we don't have a lot of us to talk about. Here are offices that we use sometimes. These are kind of cool. And that's really their only thing. It's like, this is where our chairman sits and like all this kind of stuff. But uh, And they've got their own cooperage, which is nice. But their their distillery tour is the most boring. Because it is, there is no history there. It is just, <laughs> this is how this bourbon, how is, bourbon made. is made. And it's, it's like, all, all right. It, um, <laughs> it's kind of fabricated history, too. Mm, yeah. You know, like, I mean, not trying to knock Bullet or anything, because I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of their products. Mm. But, I mean, it does kind of seem like they're relying more on the ideal of the Frontier whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Which is in and of itself just a load right <laughs> like it just does it, it's not they're trying well, to hurry up and get history yeah, yeah exactly exactly um which i guess in some cases you have to do to yeah. compete okay. yeah especially if it it, it is in the bourbon boom yeah i guess it is interesting <laughs> to what happens if you go for a new not try to be this old tradition you know bourbon distillery yeah and then go to be new. Mm-hmm. One that's kind of been doing that is Rabbit Hole. Yeah. Rabbit Hole, like... That was the other thing I was going to bring up, is Rabbit Hole announced recently, I, it, it may have been a few months ago, that they're putting out a, a gin. Yes. Really? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Ah, so I know is, about, that, is that out yet? Just trying new no, things. it's not out yet. I I know about this because of a client. Um, but Oh, really? Yeah. So Cool. We're, oh, they're a client? No, we're doing another Kentucky gin. Oh, okay. And so they were like, hey, competitors. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. So it it sort of... It, it, Rabbit Hole's interesting because they kind of sort of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just like... Totally. Hey, we're here, and we have a really cool site, and we have cool branding, and mm-hmm. we're this badass brand now. What's up? <clears throat> like, and it's an interesting approach. I've never <laughs> tried anything Rabbit Hole. I haven't either, actually. I'll I'd, try... Go ahead. I'd, I'd like to actually interview them for the, for the show. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you... I've tried one. Yeah. And it was in it was in uh Sherry Cass. Finished in Sherry Cass. Mm. And they were it was really good. Um I I really enjoyed the taste and I wonder if the price point's a little too high, but um I think I, I, I enjoyed it. So I I like the Sherry Cass, I think, better than the the just the original one. Yeah. Quick sidebar real quick. Uh, Kurt and I are pouring in Tanner, too, if he wants some. Yeah. Um, a Liquor Barn uh, Buffalo Trace pick um, that I got. And I, I <clears throat> we'll talk about this in a future episode, too, um, about waiting in line for, for bourbon. Um, but I got this while I was supposed to be waiting for uh, Old Forester birthday bourbon, which mm-hmm. I have now up on the shelf up there. Yeah, I saw you got that. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that in a future episode <laughs> okay. because it's really good and I don't want to give it too much away because I sure. want to do a whole review on sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, anyway, uh, so Liquor Barn, you know, from time to time does <clears throat> picks of different bourbons. Um, this is their Buffalo Trace pick from the last half of the year, last quarter of the year. Hmm. Um, I really like this, this pick. Usually um, Liquor Barn is pretty hit or miss with their picks but i i think this one was pretty uh was pretty on the nose (laughs) 
<laughs> Good bourbon joke. It's been nothing but bourbon puns tonight. It's very strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> thoughts? You like? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Good. I yeah. like it. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Buffalo Trace in general just because uh, I, my palate tends to lean towards more of the traditional flavors of, mm. of bourbon. Um, so when I when I first discovered Buffalo Trace, I was like, oh, this is one of the things where, like, if somebody says, what's bourbon supposed to taste like? I'm going to go Buffalo Trace, Elijah Craig, blah, 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 you know. Um, you're, making a, you're making a face there, Tanner. Yeah, I don't... Hmm... <laughs> I don't know if I'm a fan of this or not. No? It's it's so traditionally bourbon that it almost doesn't have a value to me. Interesting. So like there is, it is, and I don't, I don't want to like crap on it. Cause no, I mean, no, no, no. It, whole... it is a fine bourbon. <laughs> but it is. But it's just fine. It is a fine bourbon. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if this is doing anything unique enough for me. I totally get, if you want to try a bourbon, this is what bourbon is. Yeah. But I almost think that's like saying, if you want to try a cola, here's RC. Like, it's sort of that, <laughs> yes, okay, at its rudimentary point, yes, is this, cola. Is, sure. this is what cola is. It, it, yeah. Just general brand. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. And I like other Buffalo Trace stuff. I don't know. This is just interesting to me. Well, we'll be reviewing another Buffalo Trace product at the end of the show tonight, yeah. which uh, Kurt keeps uh, getting real excited about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this this one, though? I really like it. I I get what you're saying, uh, but as you were saying about the, that's kind of what you, your taste profile goes towards is more the traditional. Right. Uh, I think it ultimately depends on what your, your palate's like. Sure. If you are wanting more of that traditional, or you want a little, you know, spruce of something that'll change the notes or change the taste of it, then maybe this one's not for you. Um, but for me, it's it's definitely a good middle of the road, well balanced. Yeah, definitely, and and keep in mind too that this is a pick. Like this isn't necessarily like indicative of the whole. Exactly. Of the, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and there again, this is a maybe someday we'll talk about whether or not um, store picks dilute mm, that's the a, actual the actual brand. I like that idea as a conversation. Um, so we'll we'll put that on the on the back burner sure. and everything. But I mean, I I really like this. Uh, again, you know, it, it falls under the more traditional flavor, um, bourbon. Uh, Buffalo Trace in general is pretty cheap. It's about twenty five to thirty dollars. Um, so I like I I almost would recommend it to people who are like, well, I want to I want to get somebody into bourbon or I want right. to gift them a bottle. Yeah. Um, but I don't want it to just be the standard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I'd, I'd like to recommend Buffalo Trace. You want a little bit of that cool factor with it's like a name that you kind of recognize, but it's not sure. the standard sure. makers or whatever. Do you like the Buffalo Trace label? I do. And I usually wouldn't. Um, yeah. But it is so... A lot of alcohol bottling now is, is, is about how do you stand out at least a little bit. And the tear is becoming more mainstream, weirdly enough, but Buffalo Trace really leans into that. To where it's like, we're going to do the whole label like this. Right. Um, as opposed to, like, just, you know, part of your little small label, like your yeah. tag label, whatever. Um, I think it works. Yeah. About the label? Yeah. 
Kurt's Kurt's a little lost Sorry. in the bourbon. Sorry, I'm point. just enjoying the bourbon <laughs> right now. Kurt, uh, my Kurt, bad. Kurt is floating in the bourbon. <laughs> it's Kurt at this point. Yeah, we lost him. He's out the window. Yeah, there we come go. back, come back. Go, go. <laughs> we need to, like, it's a good thing we tied this rope around his leg. Yeah, <laughs> around his neck. Uh, what? <laughs> that got dark. Wow, that took a turn. Whoa. All right. Anyway, uh, Buffalo Trace label. I like it. I think that's all I'm gonna give. I like it. I like yeah. it. Kurt, 2012. <laughs> 2012? Yeah. <laughs> that was five years ago. I know. That's weird, here's, huh? here's my thing about the Buffalo Trace label. And this, I don't know what this says about me as a graphic designer, but I look at it and I go, I don't know what else I'd do with it. <laughs> you know? Like, okay. I mean, no, 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 I, no, I get I that. Mean, I, can, I can think of a couple of things, but I think that, like, it, it does what it does so well. That it doesn't necessarily need innovation. Right. You know, and, and we talked about this last time. Five to ten years from now, that's going to be a, a completely different conversation. Yeah. But I think that as it stands right now, it, it's, it's That will fine. probably be an underlying el- element within their brand throughout their entire... Yeah, even if it's, sure. in, even if it's applied. Yeah. I think that that is a little bit... Um, it's like, it's not quite there, but it's on that fringe of iconic labeling. The hounds of hell are in yeah, the background. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is not iconic in and of itself, like the way Maker's Wax Seal or something like that is. But um, it is, it is notable enough that you would be you smart would to reference it in future designs if sure. you were to change it. I think yeah. it's fine the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> hopping back on topic. Yes. We were we were on uh, rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Um, yes. I don't really have a whole lot to say about Rabbit Hole other than they're a young, they're a young company. They're a young company. They're scrappy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They 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 really are though. Like in the um, in the nicest sense of uh, of the yeah. phrase, they're they're trying to make their their way through. And I, I think they're really going to be pretty successful down the line. I just think that right now, it it's just from I mean, they're so from, young. Yeah, that. from what I understand, like the product is, product is good. It's young, um, but you know that that's. Yeah, I mean, part I of don't it, think that, it's it's not perfected. It's part of the craft distillery movement. Yeah, too is that people um, are pumping out younger younger products um, mm-hmm. to to make a name for themselves. Right, mm-hmm. um, and, and I guess they're going into different uh, fields. Really, they're that's why that's now. probably sure. why they're moving yeah. into gin because gin is very quick. Yeah, yeah. a lot of quick turnaround on gin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same with vodka. Yep, you know, in um, clear spirit. <laughs> I always thought it was kind of interesting that Buffalo Trace went with a um, a vodka product, too. Like they have yeah, Wheatley. Yeah, Wheatley, hmm. named after um, their their master distiller Harlan. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that. Apparently, it's really good. Not a vodka um, guy. Of not a vodka guy. No. I. It's fine to mix, I'm not, but I'm not. I'm not I don't you, have a dis- discerning yeah, taste. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, we're doing a bourbon podcast. Naturally, you know, I think that implies that I'm going to go for bourbon before I go for anything <laughs> sure. else. Yeah. Um, I've had vodka before. I don't like it necessarily, but yeah. I can tolerate it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Again, it is fine in in mixed drinks, but I I cannot pick up the difference between Grey Goose and Amsterdam. Like I can, sure. you know, Makers yeah. and Bullet or something. Like yeah. it, it is. It is a lot. More of a discerning taste if you have that for vodka, and I don't like vodka enough to tolerate to figure it out. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I, I would never drink vodka straight because it. Oh, it's, it's you probably don't, you probably don't care enough either. Right, to, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not like we're in. And honestly, what are you gonna, 
what are you going to be tasting on? Like, oh, I got Burnett's pineapple. Yeah, yeah, Burnett's yeah. blueberry and Burnett's <laughs> right. sweet tea. Like, and, come and we, on. And we didn't start, in, and two, we're not in, like, the heart of Russia where vodka has this cool culture like bourbon does here. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Does vodka have a culture in Russia like bourbon does in Kentucky? Oh, I don't know if it's that passionate, but I would assume there's some sure. sort of... If <laughs> you look there. at the stereotypes, yeah. it's just people drinking vodka like 24 hours a day. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that is a culture. Grandma wakes up and drinks vodka. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, passes out by 2 o'clock, but it's fine. It's fine. What is that accent? I don't You're know. You're slowly becoming Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke for older listeners. That was, <laughs> I'm way too young to make that joke. <laughs> but wouldn't that be a cool conversation to have with Rabbit Hole? Where they where they see themselves going in the next yeah where they see yeah. themselves going but also yeah. like do you want to stick in the stick with the your bourbon being your flagship or are you an alcohol or, company or are you an alcohol company trying to expand bourbon's such a weird place for a, a distillery like that to jump off from because it takes time right. to make bourbon yeah. you know I mean yeah, I, yeah. I I I can understand if like you. You started off trying to sell a vodka product or, or gin or whatever. And then you build up enough capital to be able to do this. Yeah, or, or like yeah. you put, you've put you put X number of barrels away mm-hmm. um, that are, is bourbon being aged. And then, you know, two to six years down the line, you, you bring it up and you're like, hey, we, we've been working on this. Yeah. You know, now was the right time for us to, to pump it out to you guys because, you know, we feel like we're, you know... We we like where we are financially, <laughs> right? You clearly like what we're we're doing, so you know we wanted to to give you something a, a little yeah. bit extra. So yeah, I I think that um, rabbit hole in terms of their business model has been a little bit backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I, to, I don't know. Yeah, just as a disclaimer, I I just want to like set set the facts straight. We don't know any about anything about their financials. Oh, oh sure, no, sure, no, sure, stuff no, like no, no, that. No, sure, yeah. You know. No. I just totally outside outside yeah total outsider perspective yeah um that's i feel like we need to make a big disclaimer at the like the beginning of every episode like we're not being paid by any distillery we have no inside knowledge yeah exactly we're just three dudes yeah <laughs> yeah speculating and, <laughs> and that's part of our journey as well as right of drinking bourbon and learning about it itself and learning about the distilleries uh i mean i would venture to say even us all three of us are very young in Oh, for sure. Figuring out the underlying of the actual distilleries and yeah. things like that. I mean, yeah. we're all under so. 30. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just thought that oh, was we're... like a yeah. something we could prob- should probably address yeah, at sure. least a little bit. Right, right. So trying to get the train back on the on the tracks here. Favorite distilleries. Favorite distilleries, yeah. Um, or, yeah, sure, favorite distilleries. I can't think of an alternative... <laughs> phrasing that right now um do you want to go uh i can i can go i don't care no go ahead. it doesn't matter um again i, I you know I've, I've only really taken the tour of um three different distilleries but i've been to um the campuses of more than that i've been to heaven hill um willet I've, I've been on jim beam's campus before too um but i guess like as far as the whole experience goes like that i think that's what we need to base our um, you know, judgment off of is like yeah. the, the overall experience. I would probably go with makers. Mm. Um, I, I I think that they just not not only is their campus just gorgeous, 
Um, you know, if you're ever in Laredo, Kentucky, go check it out because it's kind of a, a hole in the hill. I was gonna say, to if you're in Laredo, Kentucky, you're at Makers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you yeah. live there. Yeah, or if you're near, if you're nearby, if you're in, sure. um, if you're in Bardstown, I mean, it's yeah. only a, a 15, 20 minute drive from from Bardstown right. to to go to um, to Makers. No, because when you're driving up, you're like, am I lost? Yeah, you feel like you're (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. And suddenly Makers. Have I ever told you about the first time that we went to Makers? Mm -mm. So I had a, um, for listeners who don't know, I'm also a um, practicing musician. Um, I had a gig in Elizabethtown on a a Friday night. And we spent the night in Elizabethtown on Friday night. And we were kind of driving around. The day after going, oh, we should do some Christmas shopping because it was at the very beginning of oh, December. Okay, okay I was making yeah. sure it was the same story. Yeah, it was at the very beginning of December and my wife and I, Lucy, um, were like, oh, well, let's go to a couple of distilleries um, for for my dad. My dad's a big Makers fan, as you um, know from episode three of the show. <laughs> um, Call back. Yeah. <laughs> um and we we were like, oh, it, it it had gotten to be like five o'clock, and we we're like, oh, it's it, it's going to be closed. But I something was in the back of my head going, let's just go on, like let's just let's just go and and check it out and mm-hmm. see if like the gift shop's still open or something. And we we're driving up, and there's all these like candle lights and cars piling in, and people waving cars in, and I'm going, what is happening? <laughs> and Lucy's like, I don't know. And she looks it up and she's like, there's a candlelight tour tonight for free. That's very serendipitous. <laughs> Isn't it really that? Yeah. Um, so my, my first experience with Makers was um, just 100% by chance, um, you know. And I mean, I think uh, Makers is really the, the most fascinating and, and beautiful at um, this time of year when they're doing the candlelight tours. Um, and if, again, if you're around, <coughs> if you're around Laredo yeah, <laughs> or in Kentucky in general, <clears throat> or when it comes to Kentucky for the, the Makers Candlelight Tours, they're the first and second weekend, uh, first and second Saturday rather of December hmm. this year. It's free. You have the chance to go and dip your own bottle. Um, they have people set up to kind of do like tour like things like they're not actually giving you a tour, but they tell you about like where the stills are and you know the mm-hmm. distillation process and what uh, distillers beer is and and all that stuff. Um, and their new warehouse. I uh, yeah. Their new warehouse. <laughs> let me tell you, it's beautiful. I haven't seen it. Um, my my dad and I went in like January or February of this year, not knowing that that warehouse had opened. This is, by the way, um. And probably for Tanner too. <laughs> yeah. Um, the new warehouse is specifically for uh, finishing Makers Forty Six okay. and their private select barrels. Um, so it's built into the side of a hill, oh, cool. um, which so is all, which is basically like a man-made limestone cave. Mm. It's fantastic. Um, they have a little tasting room, and it, is that where the actual restaurant is too? I believe so. Yeah. Um, so you, you go in, like where the restaurant is, you actually go into a room and you can look through a window um, in further into the cave and there's all, right. all the barrels sitting out that are um, getting finished for 46 and for private selects and 
and all that good stuff. But anyway, yeah, like now that it's open, I'm sure you'll be able to go and check that out with the, the free tour. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, just kind of for me, like the, the overall experience of Makers has been a really positive one. Um, and not that like Angels Envy or Buffalo Trace have been negative in terms of like going and doing the tour and, um, and all that good stuff, but there's just something really unique and, and honestly kind of magical about Maker's Mark because for 50 years they were doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And that was it. And, and they really kind of pride themselves on that. And, uh, it, it shows in, um, the way that they, they set up their distillery, distillery tour. What are we even talking about? (laughs) Distillery tour, um, and just their whole campus. I mean, it's just a very, um, tactile, fun experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd say Makers Mark is my. I favorite. really like Makers, and Makers was in the lead for a long time. Um, so this was before, this was last year uh, when we did Makers. That was the first one we did. Um, oh, right. that was your first stop on the, yes. on the whole tour. Wow. So we kind of went. What is what are the weird outliers on the map, and we'll work our way back in. That makes sense. That way, if we want to go on a day trip, you know, that's we, what we did too. Yeah. yeah. So like, it, it just it just made more logistical sense to do that, um, and so we went to Makers first. Makers has, I think what you were queuing into there, it's like a Disney quality. Like, if you've ever been to a Disney park, where it's like, it's got sort of this, everything's very well manicured, you have the freedom to go everywhere, but you know where you're supposed to go. Like, it's, I I think, I view that as a positive, by the way. This is not me, like... Yeah. It it feels very manicured. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the Disney experience, too. Oh, yeah, me too. So, like, I mean, that might be why I like Makers so much. I think Jim Beam which is my favorite distillery that I've been to. Okay. Has that where it's like, this is a wonderland of bourbon. Like this is this sort of, <laughs> this is the bigger than Chocolate life factory. of bourbon. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's this sort of bigger than life. It, it, the thing with makers to me is that it's a little, and again, this is before the warehouse and before there was a restaurant there. I, I didn't know there was a restaurant now. Um, so that may change my perspective if I were to go back. <laughs> um, but the, the experience with, with makers was a little bit like, all right, this is a really good baseline because it's the first one I did. I'm good. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're Kurt and I are pouring a little bit, a little more. So, uh, with, with I don't have to drive. I do. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't have to drive. <laughs> I mean, I guess you don't have to. You don't have to. I mean, none of us have to. I mean, drink responsibly. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, Makers was a really nice baseline. I think Jim Beam has a little bit more fun with their tour. Um, they do a lot of the cool, like... Jim Beam does? Yes. Okay. Um, in their tour, they show off the... This I thought was really awesome. You guys would really be into this, too. I don't know about the general public, uh, but there were um, sort of, like, histories of some of their, their advertising campaigns... Um, and they also had... That's cool. Yeah, and they also had these... Um, what do they call like the, the things that people used to put their bourbons in to store them? Decanters? Yes. Okay. Um, they had a room full of like wild decanters. Like I've got one up there, actually. You oh, see yeah. that one on the far right? The, yeah. The duck one? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, funny story about that decanter. Uh, real quick before we... <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, go ahead. So um, I was on... 
uh, it was either let go or um, whatever the. I the, love this story. Yeah. Right. yeah, and um, this this guy had posted this bottle of Jim Beam from like 1982, and it was green. Oh shit! And I was like, oh, that's that's just how the that's just how the bottle looks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I go to this guy's house in Richmond, Kentucky, middle of nowhere. In a trailer park. Nice. Beautiful. And he's like, yeah, I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give it to you for $10. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing what was about to happen or anything, I get home. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm a little worried. I'm going to pour a glass. Oh, it was like, <laughs> like water that had been colored with green food color like absinthe color uh, nice. uh no oh no oh, no no oh, like it was much like greener oh yeah oh <laughs> jesus like halfway between grass green and forest green oh wow <laughs> yeah. it's like what you know how when you you were a kid or i mean i didn't do this but i know people that have done it not when you're a kid but when you're like older in college okay. and you put sorry i had to get my ages right no no, no you're good <laughs> I was like, oh, a 10-year-old drinking. We're designers, not mathematicians. Not, yeah, that's not good. That's like the third <laughs> reference that we've had that. Um, that they put like high, highlighters or like glow sticks in the water. And, oh, right, and right, right, right. make right. it colored water. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen people do that. It's yeah. a very college-like oh, thing oh, to do. Oh, okay. Let me back up a little bit on that because what I thought you were talking about was doing something to a liquid that you were preparing to drink. Oh, no, 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 no. So I went into that thinking, oh, they're putting highlighters in a that thing is of very water. <laughs> I would like to go on record as saying, don't drink that highlighter water. That is a point we should make. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Don't, yeah. Anyway, so. But that's I what have, I'm imagining is like fluorescent, just. Neon green. Neon green. Oh, it wasn't neon green. It was, um. Trying to look around the man cave. Green Bay Packer green? Like algae Dark, water? Uh, a little bit more blue in it. Huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I gotcha. <laughs> you know how the, the green and the yellow and the Green Bay Packers yeah, like, yeah. really complements each other? Sure. Like, it, it would be like if you just skewed it a little bit okay. too far. <laughs> right. I gotcha. If you took Q-shift and just went, oh, yeah, just a, a little, little bit more in the blue. A little too much. Yeah. A little more cyan. Anyway. So that's the story of my my Jim Beam decanter. So anyway, back to the Jim Beam decanters at the Jim Beam Distillery. So they have an entire like, basically mini museum of decanters, and some of them are really cool. Like, um, like from elections past, with like one was like Nixon's head. Wow. They're, they're almost more like cookie jars in some regards. Like okay. they are very sure. sculptural and reminiscent of whatever's happening at the time. One was like Elvis. One is you know they're 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 really cool. Um, and I, I, I valued that kind of stuff at Jim Beam. They also had a killer little barbecue joint on campus. Yeah. And that was just like really cool. To I me. remember when you did that. Yeah. So yeah. Th- th- there was sort of a Jim Beam doesn't take itself too seriously, which I liked because it was like our tasting room is kind of we have a bunch of these little dispensers that will dispense your tickets worth. What? Yeah. And you get like three tickets or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. So you get to choose and. They're kind of like a an adult water fountain in a way. You press a button, it comes out, and you drink it. Like yeah. Um, so there's a little bit more like playfulness with it, um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, my least favorite is, I don't know. I, I I really was a big fan. I was a bigger fan of Bullet then than I am now. When I went to Bullet, and I was very excited for that. But it is it is almost 
barely big enough to make the trail. Um, didn't didn't they? But they now. I think since then they've actually opened their their own distillery. Oh, have they? Yeah. Okay. I think at the because be- you you went, you went on the trail like summer of last middle year. to yeah middle to end of last year. Yes. Um, and they just opened their their distillery their own distillery at the beginning of this year. I'm, oh, okay, I'm, gotcha. I'm almost. Is it the same certain. place? Like, are they same? No, I think it's right outside of Louisville. I think <sighs> that's where they were. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much one way or another. Be, sure. But I, th- that sounds right. Okay, gotcha. If only there were a way to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> There's this thing called uh, the a thesaurus. Give it a googs. I think it's a thesaurus that people use. <laughs> An encyclopedia. That's what it. A that's wealth the, of knowledge. That's the website people like. Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia dot org. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going organization. Yeah. <laughs> And, and the logo is like a bike, but it's a brain. <laughs> yeah. It's encyclopedia. Right. Oh, okay. I'm done now. I got you. I got you. Anyway, I've had very little sleep. So, <laughs> so Tanner, Tanner, three hours, three hours of sleep, Cheney. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Um, that's what they called me in high school. Has said, "Wow, that's depressing." Almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jim Beam's your favorite. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Kurt, mine, and I, I halfway think that it's because the stories that have come out of it. And that's why I really like them. But so my favorite is wild turkey. Wild turkey because the, well, first and foremost, that campus is gorgeous. Oh, it's gorgeous. Mm. And it's as you, so pretty. Yeah, one thing I love so much about it is your walk. You drive in, and it, you drive over that huge bridge, yeah. and it's just in the middle of the mountains—not mountains, but like hills. It's just beautiful. You see the actual building, the distillery of it. And it's just amazing. You see it from like, you're like 200, 300 feet beneath it pretty much. Yeah. And you just see the distillery. That's, coming into it is just beautiful. <clears throat> Lawrenceburg, Kentucky is where Wild Turkey is, but it's what I imagine um, like the hills of Ireland Ireland look like. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just kind of has that that magic to it, I I've said yeah. magic a lot more than I yeah. intended to Bourbon talk about magical. <laughs> right? It's something though. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Going in, it's it's a great <sighs> view. Yeah, and the tour is really good as well. Uh, I mean, they they all have that. This is how you make bourbon. Um, yeah. So that aspect, you're kind of like, okay, well, that's cool. Now, when did you go to Wild Turkey most recently, though? And I'm prompting you to tell the story because yeah. this is the cool the coolest story out of the out of the three of us. I yeah. Think. So we went. In, it was Father's Day, and so my mom and dad came down. We went for Father's Day, and they had never been for. My parents really aren't into bourbon that much, but that was one of their first ones, and so we got got on the tour. We went and saw everything. Saw the warehouses. Saw where everything was done, um, the special like tasting rooms, all of those sorts of things. And then when we got back, uh, Jimmy Russell was actually there with his <laughs> wife. Jimmy Russell um, is the oldest master distiller in bourbon right now. Yes. I mean, I, well, I think maybe in, in history. Um, and I mean, that that is one of those things where... Like oh, you don't you don't wake up going oh I'm gonna go see Jimmy Russell exactly <laughs> we had no clue no yeah. clue but 
as we were talking uh, to Jimmy and and his wife that it was literally, they come every single Sunday after church. Hmm. And he is there every single yep. Sunday. And then he also is, I mean, he's there throughout, you know, all week too. Sure. Uh, it's just really, that's a really cool experience to, to yeah, have. Really cool. And we talked about, he used to play, uh, basketball and just in like just stuff. We started shooting the shit pretty much. And, and looking at, looking at Jimmy Russell now, you would never know that he was any sort of athletic. Oh, no <laughs> Cause he's this little old hunched over man. He's adorable. He's oh, like, he's great. Aww. But not adorable because <laughs> we, I'm, we were, we got to talking about prohibition, and oh uh, yeah, and things oh. like that. And he was like, "Oh, I've been doing this for a long time. When prohibition happened, I was still doing it." And like, just was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. I thought it was gonna get real political there for a second. But yeah, me too. I was worried. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was. It was. Just I didn't know if Jimmy Russell was like. Now let me tell you about when I when I didn't vote for FDR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just like me and my family have been doing this a long time. Yeah, and exactly. Cool. It was just a really cool experience. Well, he, he signed a bottle for us. Nice. So that one is definitely my favorite. I have another story. Oh too, yeah. Not at Wild Turkey. Um, I guess I've just been blessed with like really good experience at distilleries. <laughs> Uh, at Buffalo Trace, we, Freddie is a tour guide. Oh there. yeah. He's like the tour guide at, he is at the, Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Okay. And we went into it not expecting anything. We just were going to go on the tour. People and plan like their trips to Buffalo Trace around whether or not Freddie is actually. Gotcha. Okay. So he's, he's the guy. He's, he's the, the man. Guy. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, and the reason he's the man is he's so enthusiastic, loves it and but it's more that his entire family had been there even when Buffalo Trace started mm. and helped with the bourbon, helped make it. And so it's been passed on from generation to generation to generation. And uh, when Freddie's dad passed away, they dedicated an actual wall of um, Buffalo Trace up for Freddie's dad. That's awesome. And That's so, so cool. he's like, That's my family. And he's, you talk to him, and he's just. The most fun-loving guy. It's awesome. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So those two, mostly because of the stories, but it's that's what I was meaning when the unique... Yeah. The one yeah, unique the thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, last year, and, and this pales in comparison to to your story, but, like, when, when we went to um, Makers last year for the first of um, the two Candlelight Tours, uh, Bill Samuels Jr. was was there just kind of at the end of the bottling line. Yeah. And I mean, you, you get your bottle that you just dipped in the red wax and you got him to sign it and he would take, he would take a picture with you, but he was 100% silent the entire time. Mm. And he had people that would go, okay, Bill, they're going to, they want to take a picture with you. Like it was Mickey Mouse. Like he had handlers, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I get that excitement. Yeah. But I mean, that, that is really really cool <laughs> yeah those two stories are are pretty cool yeah so wild turkey wild turkey definitely you, my favorite. yeah cool Buffalo trace was awesome too um so i i would um <clears throat> i would recommend picking and choosing yes where you go on on the the the, the bourbon trail yes um because there are some some really cool gems hidden around there i definitely recommend going to heaven hill 
Um, go to actual mm-hmm. Heaven Hill in though. in Bardstown. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't go to the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience thing in no Louisville. That is awful. It's, because it is not an actual distillery. It is, <laughs> it's literally there as like a, on the streets of Louisville, hop in. If you're staying there overnight and want to know how bourbon works, Jim Beam is. has a place like that too. Yes. And, and it's sort Louisville. of like the, at Gatlinburg, they have the moonshine. Right, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, totally. And it's um, strictly there to just, you know, oh, you turn a profit. Yeah. yeah. If you want to come in and have, <laughs> have a few drinks and, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit. But it's like, yeah, that one is bizarre, too, because it's like uh, they project a bunch of different like short skits they've filmed (laughs) about like how the company. I'm not kidding. At the Evan Williams experience. Yes. Uh, The coolest thing is they've got like a a bottle statue inside the building, which is kind of cool. Does like does Willy Wonka drop down from the ceiling? No. Okay, so it's not live action. It's projected (laughs) on the wall. I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, is it that bizarre? It's like like Gene Wilder. (laughs) Almost. It's like like a bunch of it's like a bunch of these actors go around and are pretending to be, you know, the founders of the company. I don't remember names, but. Um, so bizarre. like we were talking about earlier, with, like in, in 50, 100 years, they're going to do that with Bill Samuel. Right. <laughs> like, at, at, at points, I kid you not, they break the fourth wall and are like, frustrating. No see now this is like how that. we started. It was bizarre, dude. It was at least the coolest dumb thing. Cause it was like, <laughs> at least I'm here and got entertained in some way. I was the only one laughing. I was dying. I was like, what? I was like, what? What is going on? Broke the fourth wall. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> There's, like, guys packing barrels in the background. It's like, with my friends here, we started this. And it's like, what is this? It's almost like animatronics. Yeah, like, almost. Right, yeah. It's almost Hall of Presidents. Hall of Presidents, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was say. It's weird. That's very strange. So, anyway, moral of the so story. So, don't go. Go to, well, go to the, go to <laughs> go the to actual Heaven, Heaven Hill. Yeah, yeah go to the real Heaven shop, Hill. Um, all that stuff. Um, I would also say, check out Maker's Mark. Check out Buffalo Trace. Um, definitely go to Wild Turkey just for the sheer, like, beauty of of that campus on but a sunday the, morning i mean it, if if that's what's going to get you in the good graces with uh <laughs> with, old, with old jimmy yep. <laughs> if you go to jim beam get the brisket tacos at the barbecue place oh and use their own like jim beam barbecue sauce it's good stuff that sounds fantastic. Yeah. You know they have like a barbecue cook-off every year at Jim Beam? Nice. Yeah. They sell a bunch of different sauces in their I, shop. I think it was happening the same weekend as um, the Bardstown Bourbon Festival. Mm. Um, or or Bourbon and Beyond. I can't I can't remember for sure. Yeah. Um, but one way or another, I wasn't able to go. And I was like, oh, what would be better than going and like drinking bourbon and, and eating barbecue? I mean, that Jim Beam also, fantastic. if you want to go just for general bourbon merchandise, like... If you want a bourbon trail shirt, that's not the one you get when you complete the tour. Right. Or if you want just like, they have the best gift shop. Theirs is two oh, stories. Really? Yeah, it's like oh, wow. legit. Bro. They have like grillware and cookware and like a bunch of random stuff, but they also have like a really good selection of bourbon trail I shirts. I will say Woodford's gift shop was really good too. Mm. I've still not been to Woodford. I meant to go yeah. actually this past weekend and um, we kind of ran out of time. We just went to Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Um, also, an- another thing we, we kind of forgot to, to touch on. Um, and we'll, we'll wrap up this conversation here very shortly, um, was distillery or gift shop exclusive releases, mm-hmm. um, which I, I don't know how much like, you know, you guys have really delved into that. Um, but like a, a couple of the ones that jump to mind are, um, the Elijah Craig barrel select at heaven Hill, um, which is 
lovingly known as the grenade. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, and, okay. I mean, they it, talk about I've had it. it. We yeah, we had it at uh, at Tom's house. Yeah. Um, our our first big bourbon night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Very story. Very fun time. That's a story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, um. Go to Heaven Hill, and it, even if you're just looking for something that you can't regularly find in stores, um, go get the grenade. Um, my, uh, Maker's Mark offers, um, which is what is not technically known as Maker's 46 cask strength. Yes. Um, but it's the Bill Samuels Jr. Private Select, which is Maker's 46 at barrel barrel strength. Mm-hmm. Um I, I've actually not had it. I've been meaning to have it. I love Maker's 46. Um, it's a phenomenal finished bourbon. They also do Maker's Wife there. The yes, they do. That, which is basically Moonshine. But. Yeah, it is. Um, I've talked about... Well, we we I have a bottle at my dad's. I've talked about um, aging it in mm-hmm. a little mini barrel Yeah. Um, to see how it turns out. And I'm sure that it's going to wind up being just like Maker's. But anyway, that, that's, a whole yeah, other, yeah. that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, there's a, there's a cool conversation about the white dog... Uh, yeah kind of demonstration too but that's for another you know what would be interesting um maybe uh in a in a few episodes we could do like a <laughs> like a flight fight with uh with white dogs ah. oh interesting um i'd be down yeah that's cool. yeah i mean it, it's something it's something different i don't i don't know if anybody's strong gonna, it would be we'll, we'll have to pour you know conservative amounts sure 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 uh, but um boy that would be might as well it'd be something in and of itself yeah, cool. yeah sure Again, we'll put it on the pile. Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, so if, if you find out that there are distilleries that offer um, bourbons that you can't necessarily go and get in in big stores, uh, go check them. Go check them out too, and um, and go grab them. So I think that about wraps it up for that conversation. Uh, we are going to move into um, a very exciting. Portion. I don't, I don't think that Curtis can wait much longer. I know. <laughs> um, let's, let's talk another hour about this. Yeah. Yeah. So Curtis has to squirm. <laughs> so uh, this episode uh, is very special. Again, last uh, home base episode we reviewed the William Larue Weller. I have to really pause and uh, say that yeah. syllable syllable by syllable. Um, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, twenty seventeen release. Um, so we're actually going to do another Buffalo Trace product, uh, in Old Rip Van Winkle 10 year, um, which I'm excited for because I, oddly enough, I've had everything else in the, uh, the Van Winkle line (laughs) (laughs) other than the 10 year. You think I would have worked my my way from the bottom up, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to checking this out. Um, Van Winkle 10 is... Obviously, a, a ten-year-old bourbon, or as it says on the label, uh, ten summers old. Whatever. Wah, wah, wah. Um, it's a weeded bourbon, so uh, instead of there being rye in the mash bill, there is wheat, and it's one hundred and seven proof, much like, um, was it Weller Antique, one hundred seven? Sorry, mm-hmm. I blank. I blanked for a second. Almost. What did I almost say? I almost said Elijah Craig. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right at all. Um, real quick before we jump into this, um, I paid too much for this bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but it's it's sitting here and i think we're uh we're all just a little bit uh, <laughs> looking forward to Wait, it. Look how fancy yeah. Curtis is. I'm not, I'm like, just, and, and I'm, you know, Curtis is... You're it, so ready. This is really I mean, funny. Yeah, but I'm so ready. This is really like, funny, though, because like... I'm I, not as <laughs> excited as what you guys are making me out to be. I don't know. You, <laughs> he seemed like a kid about the oh, no. Christmas present. <laughs> like, we... I do love Christmas, so... So, I, I last year in... How um, all the way? Oh, the, the seal is off of it now. It's not going back. Um... Last year in Pappy Holidays through Kroger, I won the Van Winkle 12 Lot B. Um, Pappy Holidays. It is called Sorry. Pappy Holidays. Isn't okay. that fantastic? Carry on. Um, and I was like, hey, and this is well before the idea of the podcast ever came about. Um, I was like, hey, Curtis and Tanner, mm-hmm. come over. I got something, yeah. I got something yeah. special. And I, I think at that point, that was easily the best bourbon we've ever had. Oh, easily. Um, I was easily. mad. I was, yeah, yeah, I was exactly. mad at how yeah. good it was because like, like, well, there goes bourbon. But mm-hmm. like, I enjoyed it while it lasted. I feel that way now about the the William Weller. Really? Yes. I don't. Interesting. Really? No. Yeah. Pappy's still. Pappy is away. still huh. on my top. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because I, it it made me mad. I was literally yeah. just like, <laughs> we were both furious I mean, in the weirdest way. Now we're at the top. Now yep. what? I don't now know what? if like even though the, we weren't. I mean, we were at near the top. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if like the glass has been shattered for me on on Pappy or like I've I've broken through the the, the ceiling initial. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like it it just um Do you have any more of it? Just curious. Any more of the 12? Yeah. I do actually. Ah, yeah, I I have a little bit. I have um So the the bottle is up there <clears throat> on top of the bookshelf. Oh yeah, there it is. But I have relocated the juice excuse me to a smaller bottle. Mm. to avoid oxidation because yeah. um, I knew that I wasn't going to like drink a whole lot of it too quickly but I was also low enough on it to where I didn't want it to um, be exposed to the elements for lack of a better phrase um, at the small amount that I had left um, so I made I I'd put it in a smaller bottle so that I you know, was able to enjoy it for longer, um, the way that it was actually supposed to be, um, enjoyed. It's a long way of saying, yes, I do still have some. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, um, this is an official uncorking of, uh, the Rip Van Winkle tenure. Um, so. Hey, that was a good one. Thank goodness. That was a great I thought it was going to be a thud. Ah, just like a Um, and, uh, I'm just going to, Okay, sure. I'm just gonna pass it around to. He's fancy glasses now. We are, yeah. Um, we are all three reviewing this out of Glencairn glasses. Um, <laughs> yeah. Curtis says you can have a little bit more. It's all right. I want I want to have enough so that we can actually like yeah it's good. Um, so we can actually you know taste it a couple yeah. of times and you know no <laughs> Curtis is already nosing it. And uh, he doesn't. He doesn't seem too upset. I'll say that much. Definitely not. Thank you. Hmm. I'll get back to the glass here in a second. Hmm. Lots of fruit. It's got a great color to it. It does. These glasses always make me nervous because they swish around a lot. Yeah. It's um, never gonna get up here, but it's just like. 
So again, for sake of consistency, we are reviewing in um, Glencairn glasses. A, because, um, you know, they're supposed to provide a better um, experience in terms of taste and nose and everything. Um, but also because it just looks real nice. Yeah. Um, we'll treat for us. So the, the last episode that we did together, we invented our review system of nose palette price. I'm going to expand it. Okay. To nose palette finish and price. Because I think that a finish is really important. Two when you're actually talking about a, a bourbon. Or and I, I think that we, for the most part, we talked touched about on it, it, but we, we did, didn't make we, it a different score. Yeah, but I, I think I think it needs its own category. And again, that would help us to round out the scores a little bit better. So are each of them still out of five? Yes. So now it's out of twenty. Yep. Yes. Plus out of fifteen. Okay. Yeah. And I mean that that would be that makes sense. That would provide us with a uh, a better um, overall Metric. score. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that we can actually say, oh, it's a B plus out of. Right. right. Oh, B plus out of 100. Remember, I don't like grades. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so just, um, you know, keep that in mind as we're, we're checking this out. But I'm going to nose it for the first time. I'm getting mainly just alcohol. Me too. Really? Mainly yeah, just ethanol. And sugar. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of just straight like up saccharin. Burnt. Yeah. Really? I'm getting florals, like florals. I see. I see a little bit of the floral too. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I. I don't necessarily. Oh, know. I did on that one. I see what you're saying now with the floral. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily mind I the actually, nose. honeysuckle. That is what I'm getting. Honeysuckle? There we go. Yeah. That's a mix honeysuckle of your flor- yeah, yeah. floral and mm-hmm. sugar. Yeah. I don't necessarily <laughs> mind the nose. I just don't think that it's all that impressive right now. Mm. I'm impressed. Um, I like it. Yeah. So I'd say let's go ahead and take a little dive. Uh, P.S. The legs are real nice on it. The what now? The legs. Um, you want to explain that for me? I don't know the best way to describe it, but when you... as it, Wine has legs. Um, so like when you turn the glass up, it's the, um, the amount of um, the liquid that is left running down the side of the glass. Oh okay. oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, Thank yeah, you. it's it's a technical term for what didn't make it back down, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> so, okay, guys, cheers. 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 Whoa. Wow. Wow. Okay, I have a lot of opinions about this. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That is one of the more unique bourbons I've ever that had. That is really interesting. And it really changes at the end of the... Yeah, it's got like three, f- yeah, three different flavors almost. So it, um, it, it hits like front, middle, and back very distinctively yes. to me. Yes. I'm going to take another sip though because I, yeah, need, to, I need to make sure that... Clear with water first. Wow. Uh, hmm. I'm, a, I'm a pretty big fan of this. I enjoy this. It's it's so yeah. unique. Yeah. To me, it goes... It's still... It matches the nose at first taste for me. So, like, 
Still mm-hmm. sort of that saccharine honeysuckle type. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, we're being a little bit. We're we're trying to process this as we. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. You're, I, you're, it's you're in media for, res here. Sometimes we forget that we're on an audio medium. Is sure. Uh, <laughs> so for me, it goes the honeysuckle, and then almost more of a. I don't really know how to describe it. I guess more of like a, um, like a bite. Like I'm almost thinking citrus, um, <laughs> and then it becomes peppery. Yeah. And so I think that's a really interesting progression. One, two, three. Yeah. yeah. I think that hits it on the head. Yeah. Really. I, I got the same thing. You smell it and you get the, the floral notes, that honeysuckle. And then you just get, it's so, still a little sweet. It's in that transition mm-hmm. of going from, okay, here we are, floral, and then I'm going to hit you with a little pepper at the end and the yeah. finish it. Um, for, for me. With a little heat as well. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, the front end is. <laughs> really just kind of a basic honey flavor mm-hmm. um coupled with uh, a lot of caramel um the middle part of it is heat um and then the back end is a lot of the oak mm. um from the barrel which, which is interesting to me because like the older the the van winkle line gets i don't i mean until you hit like the 20 or 23 i don't taste as much of the oak so it it it's kind of bizarre that, uh, you know, the youngest of the, the expressions, I get more oak mm-hmm. than, than some of the other ones. But I am, I'm going to suggest we add just a couple drops of water as well. Okay. Um, especially since it's 107 proof. Because um, yeah. I think that it might offer up a little bit, something a little bit different. So let's, let's proceed, shall we? I'm just, just doing the old. Flick. I'm just, I'm just flicking and dropping. Is that vulgar? No, that's what they call me in high school. <laughs> um. Okay, so I've added about five drops of water. I don't know what where y'all are. Get it wrong. I added two. I'll go three. Okay. See now the nose is a little bit. Um, I still get some of the alcohol on it, but <clears throat> some of the more underlying oh, yeah. notes. Some of the more underlying notes have really come out. What is that like? Some of the some of the earthiness. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting. I think it might just be how my, like how I smell and how how that is. But yeah. I, it's really about the same for me. I didn't get a lot of the ethanol uh, that you guys were describing in the first. Yeah. First one. I want to see what this is like with the... I get more maple now than I did before. Oh, it says the Glen Cairn at the bottom of the glass. It does. Whoa. Oh, that's different. It is. I think it smooths out the middle. It does. The middle part of the palette quite a bit. Yeah, it definitely does. That is, and the finish. I I would definitely prefer this with a with a couple of drops of water. I don't know. I kind of like the in your face brashness of the, sure without water. Yeah, I mean, I I, I interesting that way, but I this think as it, far as just drinking it. And I think that's where I'm where I'm coming from more is that just kind of. You know, if I if I were to try to drink it, more regularly. I would want a couple drops of water in it, but yeah, as far as like a unique bourbon goes, it's really good without water. Yeah, it's also really good with water. <laughs> mm, I really enjoy this. 
Yeah. And that's really been both uh, uncorkings that we have done. Yeah, it's really... we tried it with water last time. Yeah. Yeah. And each time it gave it a different different taste. Now, I, I think that we needed to try it with... Well, yeah, I, I like it better with water. <clears throat> I think that the William Leroux Weller needed a little bit of water... Yes. To kind of... 100%. To kind of open it up a little bit, just because it was such a high-proof bourbon. Um, and this one didn't necessarily need it, but it benefited from having some water on there. So I... You know, I'd drink it both ways. Mm. I just mm. prefer it with a little bit of water. Yeah, I prefer it without water. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer without. So uh, let's go around and do our nose palette price finish. Or nose palette finish price. Nose palette finish price. Yeah. Tanner, you want to start or what, do you want to... What's the price? Uh, what's the act? The act MSRP. Price? MSRP is about 60 to $70. Okay. Um, I paid more than sixty to seventy dollars. <laughs> paid a little more. <laughs> uh, all right. So, nose palette finish price. Nose, the nose is probably the weak link in the group for me. Um, I agree. The nose didn't do anything super special. It's a nice one, but it's kind of hidden behind some, some straight up ethanol. Because uh, I totally got that too. Like my, felt my nose hairs burning. Like it was very strong in the ethanol department. Um, so I would probably give that like a three or five. Um, it wasn't a, it wasn't an unpleasant nose. It was just kind of, you had to work your way to get there. Um, palette is probably the strong suit. I think that. Wait, did you say three to five or three out of five? Three out of five. Sorry. Okay. I thought you said three to five and I was like, that's literally the higher end of the yeah. spectrum there. I want to give it a one to five. <laughs> uh, no, three out of five. Sorry. Um, palette I think was really strong. I prefer it without water. Um, so I'm going to grade it nicely because of that. I feel like the less additives you have to add, the better. Um, so I'm going to give it a f- five on palette. Finish is a little strong. I appreciate its brashness, but it kind of takes away from me for the overall drinkability. Um, if that's what you're buying it for, if you're buying it for a fun, this sort of sitting around, try this bourbon, then I think it's really powerful. Um, Definitely. But if you don't want, if you want to, you know, drink it on a day after work, it might be a little rough after the third or fourth sip. <laughs> Um, so I would say probably a, mm, yeah, three or five there. And then price. MSRP, 60 to $70. Yeah, that's really not, I mean, for a, for a specialist kind of bourbon like this, it doesn't bother me that much. This is, I will say this with, with how much, how much was the, uh, the Weller we tried last week? Uh, it was one ten. Okay. So yeah. To me, this is a much better value than the Weller was. Um, I think that interesting. I am more willing to pay sixty to seventy for a bourbon like this than I am one hundred and ten for a bourbon like that. Um, if we're talking about just pure value, I am more likely to go to a store and buy this at sixty bucks. Although I know it's not going to be there at sixty bucks. Sure. Um, I, I so I would give that. A, I see a, what you're saying. Yeah, I would give that a four out of five. Um, so I think my total is three, three, six, eleven. Uh, 16 out of 20. No, 15 out of 20. I'm sorry. I can't do the math right now. That would be a uh, 75 out of 100. So you would... Would you give this, like... See, here's the thing, though. You can't curb a 20-point scale. Yeah. Because otherwise, you would have to give it a 5, 5, 4, and a 5 for it to be... Sure. An 18. Yeah. Or whatever it is. <coughs> no. Sorry, 19. So, but... 
So I think we just keep it numbers. Yeah, I think 15 okay. out of 20 is fine. Okay, that's fine. Because they, I mean, it scales differently on each scale. Yeah. yeah. It is a, I enjoy this, and I don't remember what I gave the Weller, and I might be becoming more critical as this goes along. Like, Well, I don't think you give the Weller a B-. minus. I don't know if we can even compare it at this point because we added a whole another category. That's true. That is very true. To, um, yeah, I think I enjoy this bourbon more than I did the Weller. As far as it is this price point, this is a fun, sit around the table, everybody should try this bourbon. I, I wouldn't sip it as often as I would. If like you the pull Weller. this out, though, more people are going to recognize it and go, holy crap, than you are with the um, the Weller. Right, exactly. You know? So I, I, I It's a fun that. party bourbon. I get that. Yeah, mm. for sure. Kurt, you want to yeah. go next? Nose, I th- I felt it was really good. I didn't get, catch that ethanol, like I was saying. I didn't get that ethanol uh, smell. But I will agree that it was just, uh, I mean, it was just that floral um, fruity notes, which was really good. There was nothing too unique about it, but I, I really enjoyed it and thought it was really good. So I would give that probably around, i give that a four out of five. And then palette. Palette was when it got real interesting, and you got you got that citrus, you got that um, initial part, and then it went to that oak. Uh, I thought the palette was really good, so I'll give that a five. And then the finish, uh, finish it did have that brashness. It hits you real hard, and you're like, hey, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm awake now. Yeah, like... Yeah. The very beginning, you're not getting that, and then at the finish, you got that, which it was only until we put the water in that you don't really get that uh, that hit, which I I missed. So I'll give the finish a three point seven five. Oh, you're getting at the decimal at this <laughs> point. We'll round it up to a four. So All right, four, we'll round it up yeah. to a four. And then it's price point, I have to give the price point a five. Mm. I think that's fair. So the price so, point is. Is on point for this bourbon. So yes. you had five, four, four, and four. You had five. You get what you give the nose. You give that a, f- a three, I think, or did you not? Three and a half, I think. Oh, maybe it's a four. <laughs> I should remember what I said. Yeah. So do you want to say four, 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 and five? Four, four, yeah. So you got a seventeen. Yeah, you give it a seventeen. Okay, so. Tanner's at a fifteen out of twenty. Curtis is at seventeen out of twenty. Which would be eighty-five out of one. Um, so the, the nose on this one didn't really impress me that much. Um, I, I would, again, I, I would concur with Tanner. I'd say it would, it would be about a three out of five. Um, just because the, the heat was a little bit overpowering for me, the ethanol. And I mean, it, I still got some of the, um, more underlying notes, but it just wasn't enough to really kind of push the, the nose over the edge for me. Um, palette um i think solely on complexity i would give it a five but in terms of preference i would probably give it a four Mm. um that's fair so i i think i would i think i might give it a a solid four yeah right Um, for you yeah um Finish. I I I think the finish is probably my favorite part of this whole this whole bourbon. Um, just because like I I'm still sitting here going, oh I'm I'm tasting. I'm tasting more of that honey. I'm also tasting some like, and this is really specific, but like, dried fruit. Hmm. Um, 
I mean, it, it, it just has kind of that, not bitter, but just really like specific taste that dried fruit has. Like it, it tries to hold on to that sweetness, um, but it's gotten past the point of being something truly, truly sweet. Sure. Um, I, I would really, I think I'd give the finish a five on this. Um, and, and price point, look, if you can buy it at 60 to $70, I think that's the best value. I did not pay 60 to $70 for it. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. Um, I, I think I might give it a four. Zero to 16. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about, about fair for me. Um, I, I, I think overall I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do look forward to trying it again though. I'm not going to go proselytize it, but I will say that it was a good bourbon. Sure. Definitely. Yeah, I, will say I, it's I mean, good. I had the, I actually had the 12 year last night, mm. um, for the first time in a while and I was not as wowed by it. Interesting. As, as I was this, um, I, I don't know what that says about my huh, my, my palate yeah. or anything, but um, I I quite like I quite like the ten. Um, I wish that it were more readily available. I would mm. I would definitely consider it more of an everyday drinker. Mm. Um, and I also like I like weeded bourbons a lot too, like um, your your Wellers and um, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, just to recap real quick. Tanner was at a 15 out of 20. Yes. Curtis was at an 18. Seven, and 17. 17, sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. 15, oh, do we figure 15, 16, yeah. 17. Yeah, okay. Um, and I was, at a, I was at a 16 out of 20. So a, 70, 80, a 75, 80, and 85, respectively, if you want to so I think, round I think, it up. You know, honestly, I, I think that's pretty um, indicative of the, the whole Pappy line as a whole. Yeah. You know, like, they're good bourbons. I think that there's better stuff out there. Um, I think that there's too much hype and, and again, like we'll, we'll review stuff from the Pappy line in the future. I know we will. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We'll still continue to talk about it. Sure. Um, and I guess this is old Rip Van Winkle and not yeah. Pappy. I, it, okay. The Van Winkle line. We'll, we'll try yeah. to lump it in a little yeah. bit more generally. Um, so yeah, I, I go buy a bottle if you can. Uh, don't, don't don't pay don't, don't pay bar shot, yeah. don't pay bar prices for no it because you're paying like twenty five to fifty dollars no. for it, for a shot of it. No, you're paying bar. more than that. Some of them are up to. Where like, are you going to eat? <laughs> some of them are like at a hundred. Goodness gracious, that's too much. Oh, that's, it's way too expensive. That's unreasonable. Okay. It's a, it's that at uh, well, I won't. Yeah, don't name. I won't don't name drop. names, but that's okay. So, uh, before we wrap things up, okay, <clears throat> I've been kind of kicking this idea around about introducing a new segment to the show called Recommendations. And, uh, guys, it doesn't have to be specific to bourbon. Okay. It doesn't have to be specific to anything. If you've got something that you've really enjoyed huh. recently, what would you recommend? Huh. And it could be any... It can be anything. But I mean, it like it like drinks wise. Sure, it could be it could be drinks. It could be Call of Duty. 
It could be, you know... Uh, now we're speaking my language. Yeah, it could be sour cream. <laughs> the bourbon be... baby boy is about to be the recommendation <laughs> <Yeah>. ruler. <laughs> Where's the WWE reference? <laughs> yeah. So what have you in the, uh, enjoyed recently that uh, you would recommend to other people? Um, I have really... I'm going to take it the music route this time. Uh, Gold Links at What Cost is an album... Uh, Gold Link is the artist. At what cost is the name? Oh, okay, the name okay. Of the Sorry, I was like, album. "Is that the whole name of no, the no, album?" No, no, um, It is. You might be familiar with Gold Link. Gold Link from the song "Crew." Um, it's been sort of popular in recent time. Uh, I, I was recent I was, time. I was a fan of Gold Link's uh, first album and kind of fell off the map with him, and have just been listening to this album a lot lately. It's sort of a cool rap R and B fusion that's not mumble rap. Um, it came Good. out last year, I think. Good. Uh, but I've. Like, as much as I love Damn, um, the Kendrick Lamar album, I would say I've probably listened to this album front to back more than I've listened to Damn this year. Um, it is really, really solid front to back, and I just love it. Cool. Kurt? All right, mine's going to be more mainstream, and I'm sure everyone's heard. Like you said, Call of Duty. Uh, I just... So, to give a little backstory on it, I used to play <laughs> Call of Duty when I was in high school all the time. And played multiplayer. And then after Black Ops, fell off the face of the earth because all of those games were just not very good. Let's go to the future. Yeah, let's go, let's to, the go to the future again. And let's, let's not do... Yeah. <laughs> let's go as far back in the past as we Yeah, possibly. and they messed up the multiplayer. They didn't... They just didn't do it well. And now, recently, that last game that they've done, they put out World War Two. It's been phenomenal. It's really oh, it's been phenomenal. Oh, everyone I know who's played it's love. They brought they brought back like my childhood, and that's so that's how they marketed it. That's so interesting two, because I've heard but, I've heard people say that it is the worst game in no the Call way. of Duty no, line. It's like a rebirth of the franchise. It's a really rebirth of the franchise. It, yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. It's awesome. The even no, I'm like, not really a video gamer, so I'm not either. You, you, you know. But that Hi. game I am. Yeah. It's yeah. just your boy. Yeah. Tanner's Resident there. gamer. Yeah. <laughs> dorm streamer. Yeah, dorm yeah. streams. I have a gaming podcast called the Dormcast. Uh, no, then, dude, we'll plug. You can plug that. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it's... Uh, but, yeah, so, as far as games go, also just going to be a quick shout-out to Super Mario Odyssey. That game is phenomenal. I want to play it so badly. You should. It's really good. I would love to. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, really good. So, you're recommending Call of Duty. The new Call of Duty. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think. I think I'm going to recommend a, a couple of podcasts. Oh, cool. Um, oh, God. This is going to be such a fun segment. Yeah, totally. Um, I am a, a big fan of uh, The Weekly Planet, which is a, a nerd podcast uh, based out of Melbourne, Australia. Um, it used to be the official podcast of comicbookmovie.com, but they kind of have uh, strayed away from that mm. recently. But uh, it's it's two dudes who are, are really just good buds. Uh, if if you're into the whole superhero comic book culture, uh, give that a listen. Uh, it's a lot of fun. They it, it's really just two dudes shooting the breeze mm. with each other. Three dudes shooting the three breeze. dudes. Yeah, and yeah. and I like to think that we're the uh, bourbon podcast version of the. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, I'm actually going to recommend another uh, whiskey podcast, the Podcast. Such a great name, isn't it? Fantastic, such yeah. a great name. I, I, it, it doesn't. Get, <laughs> I wish I had thought of it first. I know it's so good. Um, that's uh, Will and the Grease out of Nashville. 
Um, I'm actually going to be uh, interviewing them tomorrow night. Hey, nice. For, oh, that's awesome. for, for this show. Awesome. Um, I don't know where that uh, episode is going to fall in terms of release. Sure. Because um, everything's been kind of skewed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is episode four, and I don't know what episode five is going to be necessarily just right, yet. Right, right, um, But anyway, yeah, go, go check out... Uh, and you know what's funny is people have probably found this podcast as a result of having heard stuff like the podcast first mm. because they're like, oh, I want to hear bourbon podcasts. So sure. they search, you know, bourbon podcast or whatever. And, and top we pop up. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm going to, I think, cap my, my recommendations off this week at just those two. Um, but anyway, guys, thank you all so much for, for listening to the, <laughs> the longest episode of the show. So yeah, we went, we, we went long. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I I've enjoyed I enjoyed um, kind of just going on. Yeah, yeah. About stuff. So, yeah, uh, good if you like this format, uh, if you have enjoyed hanging out with us for for this, <laughs> for us fireside ex- chat of bourbon. Yeah, um, drop us a line. Uh, you can find us. Uh, this is my bourbon shop at gmail dot com. Uh, at my bourbon shop on Instagram and Twitter. We're also, this is my bourbon shop on Facebook. You can also use the hashtag, uh, this is my bourbon podcast. Um, you got all those characters now, so it's not, it's going to be a drop in the bucket. I know, dude, people are going to be asking questions like crazy. Mm. And speaking of which, if you have a question for us, uh, feel free to, uh, to shoot that. And yeah, we'll, yeah I, I mean, we'd, we'll be happy to, to read some fan mail, fan mail, um, as I fellow people, <laughs> I use I use extreme. Also, it's not mail words. anymore. Yeah, it's just <laughs> listener questions. I guess <laughs> might be a little less. Sure, we'll do a question. self-aggrandizing. Uh, sure. Letters. I'm not going to steal the letter segment from Weekly Planet. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, Tanner, messages in a bottle. Yes. <laughs> messages. Carrier pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do a bourbon thing with bottle. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Uh, Tanner, if people want to find you on social media, where can they do that? Uh, I'm at Tanner B. Cheney everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, everything. And you just said, too, that you have a, uh, a gaming podcast as well, right? Yes, so uh, I, I do some streams on Twitch at Dorm Streams, which was named when I was in college. Not a lot of forethought, but it's stuck, so uh, there we go. And we have a gaming podcast called The Dormcast that we put up on YouTube every other week. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Kurt? You can find me at Twitter at Kurt underscore Con 15 and Instagram Kurt Con. And uh, if you want to find me on my personal accounts, don't. <laughs> damn all right no i'm just kidding it's period right. 1492 uh pretty much across the board um thank you all so much for listening if you could give us a rate and review on itunes or google play or whatever you're listening to us on um soundcloud's a little bit limited i understand yeah um it's I, I i can only i can only put up like two to three episodes at a time yep. because of the amount of like storage that they allow yep. um it's really geared towards musicians isn't it more than mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for um, sure. yeah but anyway um so the the best way to reach us again is this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com or with the hashtag uh on instagram instagram or twitter i guess uh this is my bourbon shop um, or you can add us, uh, my bourbon shop. We will be taking off, uh, next week for Thanksgiving. But after that, um, we're going to be jumping back on the train with, a uh, an end of the year spectacular. Mm. 
It's not really spectacular. We just, you know. It just happens to fall at the end of the year. Wouldn't would it be great if somebody's like, I'm going to do a best of episode for you. <laughs> yeah. Let's do our, well, let's figure out our best segments from the, yeah. the five <laughs> episodes we have. <laughs> Real short show. Yeah. Remember that one time when we talked about Disney World? Oh, man. That was like, that was like a full 30 minutes. <laughs> episode four. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you enjoying bourbon with us. Um, and until next time, my name is Perry. I'm Curtis. Yo, soy Tanner. <laughs> Three hours of sleep. Yup. Woo. And this is my bourbon podcast. <laughs>